Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Recorded live. You love testimony pieces. <laughs> Thank you, Black Beauty. But it's called, um, they said. And, um, yeah, uh, I remember hearing, um, yeah, Black Eyes say if it needs an introduction, then it's probably not a really well-written piece. So um, I won't give it an introduction, but I will share it with you guys. They said, they said, I was a fatherless child. Coming from a single-parent home, I should expect to sit. Never make my parents proud. And this seed wouldn't fall too far from the bottle. I'm destined to inherit my mother's drinking problem. They said, they said, although I physically survived the fondling, the molestation, the domestic violence, the rape, the miscarriages killed me inside, emotionally buried a lot. They said, they said, I was my mistake. And I would forever and always walk around with an X on my back that said, look what she did. The teen pregnancy, the promiscuity, the multiple charges the detectives entered in. No reason to step forward because my past would always shove me back to the ground again. They said, they said, I was ugly. Too dark, nose too big, too tall and skinny, just bony. Phony friends created my innermost insecurities, laughing at me, making jokes about me, looking like a pony in my raspy voice, exposing that my name was really Mike or Tony. But God, God said, God said, I fearfully and wonderfully created you in my likeness and my image when I formed me in your mother's womb. God said, God said, I took every mistake, all of your sins to the cross with me on Mount Calvary. These nails in my head, the jab to my side. Yes, yes. I atoned thee. God said, God said, on my place you are healed. God said, God said, daughter, I have not or will I ever leave nor forsake thee. My plans prosper and not harm you. My blood drives up every generational curse at the root. I found the strength. I found the strength to lift my head and say, I have nothing but beauty. I said, I am forgiven. I said, I am healed. I said, I am not abandoned or destitute. I said, I am delivered. 
completely set free. And that's that piece, you guys. And I hear the snaps from Radio Land out there. (laughs) But that's actually on my journey of um, healing right now. Um, I had um, it revealed to me that I had a substantial amount of um, healing to still go. You know, I thought that I thank you, Black Beauty. <laughs> she said more in tears. <laughs> I mean to laugh. But yeah. So, you know, because I thought that I can be transparent about the things that I've went through that I had gotten over them. And I had um started to see that I basically didn't t- take the time to live in them. Um, basically to fill it. Um, you know, I would talk about it nonchalantly and move on, but I actually didn't fill it and release it. Um, so in in the filling it, that's where the release comes from. And I hadn't, and actually I won't, um, you know, tell you guys any fibs. I have yet to do so. Um, me doing these testimony pieces, because I'm working on my second one now, which is um, more in-depth, because that one is a little um, surfacey. Definitely not superficial, but it's um, it doesn't go into details. Um, and I won't lie, you guys, me working on the second one, each time I start a chapter of it, because I've broken it down to chapters in my life, I shed some tears in the beginning. So tears are good, good, good. Um, coming from my background, you know, I was always told that emotion was weak. So, um, But tears are good. You have to cry. Um, those tears, they wash you. Um, and not only do they wash you, um, it's just like water to soil. Um, it's nutrients, and it's uh, for you to grow. So I'm learning to um, let go. That's that's where I am in my life. But, you know, I can go on and on and on. I know somewhere out there, Radio Land wants to uh, talk to me. Um, how did I begin to heal? Well, first I had to um, accept what had happened as just that. It's what had happened. Um, because I know sometimes we stuff our stuff is so painful black beauty, that we kind of uh, put it in the back of our heads and put it in this safe and throw away the combination. That is um, so dangerous uh, because then it festers and then you become infected. Um, And then we see stuff like bitterness and unforgiveness. Um, So my first thing was um, accepting what had happened and then accepting it it for what had happened. So it's the past, nothing I can do about it. Um, and that starts the healing process. But it's just like a wound. Um, you know, our body is amazing. You get cut, and, you know, you clean it, you gut it out, and after you clean it and you gut it out, you then the layers of skin start to grow back on their own, and you don't cover it because then if you cover it, it can't breathe. So that's what happens when you kind of throw it in the back. So I kind of retrieved it out the back of my head with the first thing I had to do, and I accepted that it had happened. And then after I accepted that happened, now I'm working on each one of those major hurts actually feeling the pain. And so each one of them I'm actually living in it and feeling the pain. So, and that's not easy. So healing is a process, I would say. And so the first thing that I, the hurdles that I had, 
to overcome was releasing those people um, that hurt me, you know, whether it was my father for leaving, um, you know, those who have, um, you know, I was molested after a couple of times, but releasing those people because they're there, they're not there anymore. <laughs> so you have to let them go. And in letting them go, then I also have to accept how it made me feel and then let that go. So I'm actually in the place of how it made me feel and letting um, that go. I realized as of late that my biggest hurt was my father. And I was like, what? That was something I didn't care about. But that was a facade that I built up with myself. Isn't that crazy how we can trick ourselves? So I had even tricked myself. Like I, had, I really had brainwashed myself as if I was talking to someone else when I talked to myself about that situation. So with me just even breaking down the barriers of accepting, hey, that hurt. I felt this way about it. So I'm happy, though, on my road to being whole. Um, you know, they say hurt people hurt people. So, you know, my mission is um, to uh, love people. So I got to be whole to do that. So I'm happy that revelation was um, given to me. I appreciate you for giving me some feedback out there, Black Beauty. Um, but I'm trying to think. I didn't want to get on such a deep topic, right? But I guess I said I was going to let the topic just flow from what happened. But um, we all have a testimony. Um, I do find that sometimes we are out of fear. We don't share our testimony um, when, you know, I don't know if you guys heard the song, Somebody Else's Medicine. Boy, when I first heard that song, it peed me off. I was like, I'm tired of taking somebody else's medicine. <laughs> but, you know, in your story, somebody else will find hope. Somebody else will find freedom because I don't know about you, but I can better relate to someone who has come from where I come from um, just because I know that they understand. So, you know, a little girl who has been molested actually hearing from a woman who survived and is saying that it's okay, you know, I lived gives her hope that it's going to be okay, she's going to live, um, versus, you know, possibly going to a counselor who can't share in her story, so she's trying to figure out how is it that you relate to me. So I believe that testimonies are really powerful, and we cannot sit on them. Um, I believe I heard um, Black Ice speaking of this the day before yesterday um, as well, is that, you know what I mean, you have to share your testimony. Um, it's like you're holding on to jewels, and things of that nature that someone else needs. And even if you are fearful um, or ashamed, you have to get over that so you can help someone else just by sharing your story. Let's see. I'm going to see what you're typing here. Black Beauty. Oh, Jesus. Do you mind if I share what I'm reading? Well, it's in the uh, open chat, right? Well, Black Heaven basically, I mean, Black uh, Beauty, I apologize, stated that, um, you know, in her um, outreach to Flint, um, she visited the uh, place where um, she had been um, molested, and it hurt, right? But then her next thing she says is, um, you know, where she was beat, and, you know, basically so she was worthless. But there in her pain, in her shedding her tears, she 
she felt delivered. And I'm just going to take that as a confirmation, Black Beauty. I was, that was my next thing. I was going to go actually go to the place, um, the different places where I experienced um, the hurts in my life. And crazy thing is, I live in my own neighborhood that I grew up in. I literally, like, I can look out my kitchen window um, to the very first uh, place where I can remember um, an incident happening to me as a child. And I just realized that when we were at church and my pastor was saying her cousin actually went to each place and cried a tear and after she, she drove off. And I was like, and then I'm like, what? I live in the same neighborhood where all of this has happened to me at, like literally across the way I can see out the window and then X amount of houses up and then around the corner. And that's everywhere, period, point blank. Oh, not to mention up. You know, so all these places are there. So I thank you for that confirmation. I'm going to get myself out and get me some deliverance. I guess I'm sorry, Radio Land, this is so um, such a heavy topic. Actually, I'm not sorry because apparently someone needs to hear it, and including me um, and black um, beauty, because like I said, what you sharing that, that just confirms what I was feeling, that I should just go ahead and take me a walk around my block and just cry my little eyes red and white. I mean, just cry them red Snot it out. <laughs> um, yeah, snot it out. And I'm a very lighthearted person, so you hear me laughing talking about this. It's not that it's a um, funny matter or anything. It's just that laughter is definitely the best medicine. I believe um, in that. So I throw jokes out um, during the most tense um, and heavy moments just to break um, it um, because I do not, you know, like um, – <laughs> Um, you know, I don't want nobody to have a cry session. I like, no, let's not have a cry session, please, you know. I used to be the person that patted people on the back, like, okay, can you know, girl, no, no. You know, now I'm better able, you know, or equipped to deal with someone who starts to shed tears. Listen, you know, that's something big we don't do, you know, big thing going around. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason is to listen. Um, someone, you know, if that happens, just listen, you know. You even got to touch them, just listen. But, yeah, because I'm a jokey person. The crazy thing is all that I've been through. And when I tell you uh, all that I've been through, and, I mean, it's a lot. But there's somebody out there whose story is deeper than mine. I hate to say deeper, but they've been through more than I've been through. You know, I think uh, being fond of um, started like age five, you know, with something. There's someone with a, you know, and so I just thank God that I I didn't lose my smile Um yeah, I'm just grateful that I didn't lose my smile, I didn't lose my sense of humor, and through it all, you know, it is. It is the best medicine because I'm telling you, my beauty, it keeps me alive. Uh, I can I can look back and still say thank you, God. I can look back and say I'm here. Um, you know, what others have died, I survived, you know. There's a little girl with our same stories, and they didn't live, you know. Um, I remember back growing up, had to be like junior high, there was a young lady, um, I think, well, I don't think we were the same age, I think she probably had like seven, ten years on me, so by the time I got to junior high, the story was kind of servicing one of her family members raped her, but they murdered her and burnt her up in the garage, you know, so I'm just grateful that, you know, I'm still here to tell my story, I have children that I'm raising, I have, um, 
multiple children are raised that I didn't birth, but I have a youth group uh, by the name of um, a youth activist group by the name of Beautiful I Am um, that is like my jewel out of everything that I do. I love spoken word. I love doing what I do. Um, According to um, my youth and actually assisting them into making changes in our community is, um, like I said, biggest thing that um, I can say I adore about uh, my accomplishments in the last six months. But, hey, we got a call with Black Beauty. Somebody's going to join us. Um, I'm going to pull you. Callers, state your name. Hey, Miss Kylie Brown. How you doing, baby? <laughs> I'm good, baby. But this is Wisdom Speaks. Kylie Brown um, isn't with us today. I'm her oh. guest host. What's your name, honey? Hey, this is Kimber Love. How are you? I'm great, Kimber Love. I love that name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I have been telling you I've been trying to catch a show. So, of course, with me just calling in I can't I'm still learning people's voices so um I, I do apologize that I thought you were her but I well oh. guess what I did I did hear you the very first time I ever called in the poet radio which was probably about a month ago month and a half maybe you know time flies so much but you were the um the featured guest that day the featured oh, guest poet. okay yeah so been a nice minute. We meet again. <laughs> <laughs> so we do. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's see. Are you calling just to speak or are you going to spit something for us? Uh, Well, I could spit something. Um, let's see. I don't know what I want to spit, but I could spit something. What are you in the mood for? Well, you can think about it. Well, I took it heavy. Um, <laughs> we have black uh, beauty in the chat room, and I took it heavy with a testimony piece because I had kind of thought of the outline in my head, and I was like, I'm just going to go with the flow. You know, when someone spits, you know, we'll talk, we'll discuss that topic. And I shared my testimony piece. And okay. we, like I said, so we went deep. So we were, like, deep in some healing and recovery. Um, yeah. But... I'm going to say go with what your heart tells you to share. And if you don't mind, I'm going to keep you on the line for a while. Uh, keep me and Black uh, Beauty um, some company here, if you don't mind, Kimber Love. Oh, sure. I don't mind. <laughs> um, well, I think I would do, I, know, I don't know this piece by heart, but um, it's kind of a story piece. It's, it's a, um, I think it will fit. Your, your, you know, when you said testimony pieces, so it's it's one of many. I know we have uh, plenty of testimony pieces in our lives as poet and writers, but um, it's titled "The Bastard Child." Mm. All right. When my father and my mother forsake me. It is the Lord who will take care of me. Psalms 27 and 10. Corner folded halfway down to bookmark the page, highlighted in blue, page number one, page number 640 in the Life Principles Bible. You see, it started with a strong rebuke. 
As my favorite aunt's indignation arose to contrast my feelings of being left out and forgotten by my father. And although my earliest memories of her being the only link to my father started at the tender age of 12 years old, she remembered so much more. She remembered visits to some of the homes in which I lived with my mother when I was young. She remembered streets and addresses. And although her reach for Hayward's other daughter was as sweet and refreshing as a cool water brook, without bitterness, I couldn't remember the memories that she held so dear when she reflected on me. Me, her niece, the daughter of her elder brother, true love of my own mother, the same man who confuses the memory of his other children with my existence. Thus the nature of my resistance. The same man who can, who I can see love and joy in his heart and eyes for all, including me. But the same man who is dedicated to the responsibilities of his life, which makes him too busy for me. Too busy. I sat back on the burner of his life waiting my turn. I stood near the doorways of his life waiting to hear the words, come in now, my child. And oh, my goodness, when I when I first watched the movie Antoine Fisher, I cried like a baby because hidden deep inside of my heart was the same dream of just wanting to fit into his world. And while I recognized the selfless martyr inside of me, I did so because, after all, he had a new family. And no, I cannot deny that there is a connection with them all, my brothers and sisters, nieces, nephews, countless aunts, uncles, and cousins. Yet, being his only child born of my mother, there are so many times when I just want him for myself. But like the little girl Seely said, dear God, now, I know that some of my people might think it a shame that I would be honest about my secrets, but this right is not about bashing his name. It's about the dead and buried unmentionables that bubble to surface from within my soul, and it hurts. And it's not about my heart being absent from him because that could never happen, but it hurts. It hurts that my memories are stolen and absent. It hurts that I have not found myself worthy of the asking. It hurts that he tries to replace what he missed with me with the fictitious belief that I am one of my sisters, his other daughters, calling me the pet names that he called her. And you know... I wouldn't even be upset if my eyes were actually big like hers are. But they're not. Mine are tiny and slanted. And, yes, it hurts that I am 40 again and he's only been to one birthday event, never saw one of my shows, never sat next to me in church, never did the daddy-daughter date just he and I alone never taught me the true meaning of daddy's home. So, 
in my combative tone without stepping away from the respectful zone. I said, but auntie, I'm sorry. I just need so much more. How can I expect to have true love with a grown man when I can't identify true love with my own dad? How can I expect it when I can't even understand how to receive it? And the worst part of this stain pain and inside of me is that, yes, I can sit patiently on the back burner, even for a good suitor. But if he leaves me back there too long, hell, I'm not sticking around, baby, I'm gone. Because being in, being raised independently outside of my father's masculinity makes this grown woman mighty, independently, grown. And you see, I'm not sure if my daddy knows what his action shows, but sometimes his bastard child feels so alone in peace. Oh, when you said bastard child, I knew it was about to be real thick in here. And <laughs> yeah. I'm over here inhaling, exhaling, right? Um, mm-hmm. But that's like, that's crazy. That's, that's what they got. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for bearing your soul tonight on um, Kylie's world. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's like I'm over here at loss of words because me and Black um, Beauty, we started off talking about molestation. It uh, was a part of my testimony. And then I then said how um, I had to, I had basically even fooled myself that my dad not being there um, and the circumstances surrounding that relationship didn't bother me whatsoever. And I had to realize mm-hmm. I was um, basically had built up a facade to myself. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so I just thought it was funny that you, your piece that you came in with, as soon as you said bathroom chat, I was like, oh, that's, that's uh-huh. where it's going. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that testimony. I have a um, question that you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Um, your yeah. healing process from um, your relationship with um, your father, would you say it's uh, complete? And if so, um, what was the steps that um, you um, mm-hmm. had to take? to get where you are? Well, it it kind of reversed. And what happened was I met my father when I was 13. I knew of him, but to be honest, um, I didn't know who my father was. It was this man's name was brought up in court who the blood test, test proved that it was not. And then the man that raised me, who I could not appreciate, until his death because there was a lot of violence in my home. And so the only daddy that I knew, and he was a drunken man, a drunken, abusive man to my mother, but he would always say, who's the onlyest daddy you ever know? And it was him. And so, but because of the violence and my heart was looking for this, this knight in shining armor to come and rescue me. And so when I finally came across him, um, you know, I was happy the first, you know, he tried, he gave me all the stories and I said, I said, daddy, you know, you, you don't have to do that because, and I was only 13, but I I held no grudge. 
You know, I, I wasn't angry about what did or didn't. I, I had the mindset that I was a child. I didn't know what had happened between you and my mom and why you guys weren't together and, and this and that. And I'm okay with it. I'm just happy you're here now. But through the years, he kept trying to push like he tried to give me memories that I didn't have, and and that started to irritate me after I'm grown because I already said it was okay, and now you 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 and you're pushing, and and come on now, if we a grown woman, ain't no way in the world I'm gonna let any grown man confuse me with his ex woman. So I kind of have that mentality with my own father. You're not gonna mm. confuse me with another child or another daughter, you know, and 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 he would always try, and and to me. He would always tell me these stories about what happened when I was little. I, you lying, because the baby God gave me a very, very strong photogenic visual mind. You understand? And so I never, ever remember seeing him until the, I remember the very day. I remember the very spot. I remember when he came. Out of the door, I was asking my uncle, who I did know, who I did see on the regular basis, because my dad lived out of town at that point. And I said, I said, well, I said, where's my dad? And and then he came out of the door, and he's like, here's your daddy, he is right here, baby. And that was our beginning. And I wish he would have left it there. And I wish he would have, because now I, I started feeling slighted. Now I still love him. I still forgive them. Like I don't hold grudges against people, but it we're not as close as we were. And and I want the hard part is I really, really, really want to have the conversation with him so that I can be all the way free. And um, but I'm not a type of person that likes to hurt people. It's not that I don't want to. I can't be bold and I can't be. Um, true to people, but for my elders, like for my parents, it's not important to me to smear their face in their garbage or their dirt or their, you know what I mean? I don't have to make sure he knows. It's so different from the children of today. You know, they want to make sure you know uh, that you didn't get them Jordans and you're a no good parent nowadays. I mean, a very ungrateful group of children nowadays, but, um, but I didn't, I don't feel like that. You know, I just felt like I can't really be in a good relationship with him because every time I turn around, he's bringing up his past and putting it on me. You understand? So, I mean, my real only healing is is acceptance of the truth and the fact that I I have a very strong um, foundation in, in my faith you know, God is my first father. That's why I don't care. I don't hold grudges. You know, he's he's a true father, and 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 he's dependable, and and so it is what it is. You know, it is what it is. Well, I love the way that basically the bottom line is you don't you don't hold grudges. Uh, that you understood that it is, like you said, it is what it um what it is. You 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 love him. Um, you've forgiven him. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I could have the close knit relationship that you would desire, uh, but you definitely you come to a place in yourself where you can be whole with it being, you know, the way that um, it is. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and the main thing I'm trying to do or what I started working on now, like I wrote this piece, um, dang, I think I wrote that in maybe 2009 or something. I don't remember, okay. but, um, and at the time, and I've, I've grown so much, healed so much since then in my femininity, but, um, you know, just identifying, you know, most women that have uh, our relationships with men have everything to do with our relationship with our dad. And I can't say that the man ain't a good man, <clears throat> but I mean, come on now. I've, I've, I've been on the earth a lot of years and it, and, and it does hurt that he's only been to one of my um, birthday events it does hurt that he's never sat next to me in church. And I remember when I, the very time I had to stop asking him because I was like, Daddy, what you doing tomorrow? It's Father's Day. His first words were, I ain't going to church. I was like, oh, it crushed my heart. So mm. for me, when a person, like I can take a lot, you know what I'm saying? I can take a whole lot. I'm very patient. I, I have a strength that I, I'm, I'm, I can only give God the glory for, but when he said it like that, it was like it cut me. It's like you didn't have to cut me like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the time in his life, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. I can respect that. I don't push my faith on nobody. I just live before people and do what I got to do, you know. God don't want us to serve him on a forced hand anyway. So ain't no force. And I don't force my kids. I don't force nobody, you know. So, I mean, it, it hurts. I mean, we we we've never had a daddy daughter day. We talked about it. He talked about it, but talk is cheap to me. So 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 the way that relationship is, it, it does shape how I deal with men. I don't deal with lying men very well. You ain't gonna just tell me anything. I'm cool to wait. Okay, I wait. I'm patient. But to leave me on a back burner. Oh, okay, I got to go. Deuces. You know, I mean, I can only give so much. Why waste your time? on situations that aren't going anywhere. I love you. Yes, I do. But, baby, I love me too. You know, (laughs) I had to learn how to love me the right way because I'm not narcissistic with it. I just had to learn how to, you know, I care for so many other people that I didn't care for myself like I should. But being a mother, I've always put the kids first. So now that I'm empty nesting, I'm, this is the first time in my whole life that I have not had to take care of anybody but me. I don't even know what that was like because I was a teenage mom. I went from my mother's house taking care of my siblings to uh, raising my own family. And now, and even raising a grandchild for a, a, a nice period of time. And so it's like, hey, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm in a whole new realm of growth. Well, I appreciate your openness. I, um, like I said, my past, well, my experience, of course, is um, the same. But I just love the way that, um, like you said, acceptance was the first part that you um, actually uh, came to to actually be coming um, healed. Um, because I don't, you know, I don't have a tight knit uh, relationship either. I'm around seven or so, something like that. Um, nothing since then, kind of, sort of. But mm-hmm. I know a major thing that I had gotten was um, the Lord was actually, I was going through um, counseling. 
um, with the Holy Spirit. I would wake up and, you know, have me jotting down different things and noting people and what they had done to me, you know, like all of the paper. I mean, like serious like stuff. But I, later I hear like, oh, you do that at a counselor office. Oh, oh, still at a hole in my table. And I remember that I got to my father and what I heard the Lord say was, you don't trust me because mm. of your your earthly father. I was like, oh, I was like, what? You but it made sense. It makes. It didn't make. I'm, when he said that, I'm like, it makes so much sense. God, um, it's purposeful. You know, he 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 doesn't. He's not a by chance coincidence. He, he's purposeful, and you know, um, he's like. My relationship with him is strained because of my relationship with my father, um, the, you know, the earthly man who was put in charge of me and to protect me and love me, you know, he didn't do it to the capacity or whatnot. And so since I have that flawed vision of him, I basically pushed it onto God. And, right, right. you know, because you always hear the, you know, um, you'll have man issues. Like you said, how am I supposed to know how to be in love or accept the love of man when I, don't have it from my father, and God mm-hmm. just gave it deeper than that. Like, yeah, it's me. I have this problem with you. Have this problem with me because I can just say in my walk, man, I went through some things with God. You know, questions with God and issues with God, and mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that mm-hmm. basically helped me. Took basically, it took me somewhere that I didn't think that. Because I hadn't thought so with that, it left me, you know, I mean, of course I didn't fix anything at that moment, but I just kind of jaw dropped and was like, oh, yeah. okay. But it took me somewhere to basically want to go on the journey to forgive my father because I was uh-huh. there. You know, you were 13 and you were wise. <laughs> you know, I was like, dang. He was like, I met him and I was like, no, nah, that wasn't my story, you know. I met him at seven. It was like, great, oh, okay. And then, you know, I found out he had this whole other family and, you know, that. Uh, I was like, wow, okay. And, you know, he had an off and on me and it disappeared when I was 13, so he's around like every other year for a few years. Yeah. And so after that, I had I had big problems with him. And it wasn't yeah. until probably, um, ooh, not even a few years ago that yeah. my mom passed away and all this good stuff. And I was like, on my on my journey of you know you can't be free. I'm like look I'm not gonna hold nothing against this man he'll be it's gonna be all right and I let it go and I started to look for him and I actually went and met him to see if I you know it's it's easy to say when you're not yes. looking at somebody or you're not around them I'm cool with yes. them we okay and then until you get so I'm like okay I just want to see face to face because about a year of me saying I forgive him and over it I found him and I was like okay I want to meet him I, I do want to see. My little sister put it together. I'm like, I just want to see. If I'm around him, do I feel ill? And I didn't feel ill. Like, it wasn't like a bad feeling, so I felt good about that. But it was more so like a nonchalant, like, uh, okay. And I didn't, like, want to pursue anything. He Neither did he. So, you know, I wasn't, like, uh, against it. But it, I think we both were at the same, like, hi, mm-hmm. great, everyone's awesome. Okay, moving on. And so... That's right. my whole story of I'm just glad that, like you said, I don't have bitterness and I don't um, look, um, I'd say down on God, but I don't look at God in a bad manner anymore because of my father or male figures um, at all because right. Lord knows I don't want my day life to be 
<laughs> ravaged. Oh my God, my most importantly, my relationship ravaged with God because of um, my um, feelings towards my father. So. Yeah, this is a, this has been a deep segment here on the Three Time Award Women P O E T Radio. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know. I um I don't know if I've um had the chance to tune in to Kylie's World besides hosting it tonight. Um, but it sounds like um you know she's open for topics. So like I said, I definitely didn't see it going deep here, but I got the right people to talk to um tonight because like I said, we have Black Beauty in the um, chat room. Let me see what she's saying. Let's see. God allows us to go through in order to get to. I found out that once I started relying on God, I stopped dealing with any BS from me. I hear that, honey. Especially when you know your worth. That was something that God gave, um, you know, me. Was, um, man, I'm valuable, Um I mean, I know that. Go ahead, Okay, I'll be also. I know that, like, okay, even with this piece, it opens with a very powerful scripture, which is so divinely true. He said, when your father and mother forsake you, the Lord will take care of you. If you look at how he, yeah. You know how you deal, um, how he dealt with Israel. You know, he said, and he described Israel, he said, I found you on the roadside abandoned and bloody. I mean, now technically, Mm -hmm. no, because Israel came out of um, uh, Abraham. He told Abraham, go away from your father's house and I, I will, you know, make you a father of many nations. And so, Abraham wasn't bloody and bruised. Abraham wasn't poor either because if you can take yourself, your entourage, your people, and you can go and, and seek something you've never found, you know what I mean? Because here I am coming, coming, doing what I got to do, but I'm hustling tacos. You know what I'm saying? I'm not well to right. do. You know what I mean? And so, um, and so, but but when he talks about the nation and how he how he he and and it fits with us because it can go individually to us too. You know how many of us was a wretched mess when God found us? We can think we got it together. We might have had the right suit. We might have had the right hairstyle. We you know, but God knows the secrets of our heart. I smile through my tears often, but but now I've learned how to channel that differently because I'm an intercessor. So I'm a prayer warrior. So when things ain't right, I can lay before the Lord and and, and stay there until it lifts. I don't, I don't even trip off of sleep no more because now I know my position because after the pain comes the position. So all things work together for our good. I, I can't be mad because it took Hayward and it took Linda to meet to get together to make a Kimber love. Yes. Yeah. And and truth be told, they still in love. My mother and him, they got secret looks for each other. But see, the story is my granny felt like my mother was too too young. And she was probably hating. I don't know. You know, my mother is actually the black sheep and my mother is actually the strongest of her uh siblings, one of the strongest. And uh been through a lot, but not only that, she's a writer, you know what I mean? That Native American uh, writer, like <laughs> my mom put it down. <laughs> I love my mama. 
<laughs> you know, whatever she did or didn't do right, she all right with me still. But um, I am so not. God, it take it, t- and this is what I think a lot of the young people don't realize today. They don't have a value, an appreciation of life. They feel like the world owes them something. Something. Yeah. And then, then when they and then they don't even understand seeing people in our generation who suffered hunger, who suffered no clothes and no shoes and no proper education because of whatever was going on. I know what was going on in my home, you know, and and I know, but I see the hand of the Lord on my life the whole time because times when I should have been, could have been hurt, misused, dogged out, and I am not saying I didn't escape, like you mentioned the, the molestation. I didn't escape that. You know what I'm saying? But that was from the babysitters. It wasn't from my daddy or my stepdaddy because my daddy is the one that passed away and my father is the one that's alive. But then I also, God has given me spiritual fathers and pastoral, you know what I mean? So if you look, God will give you what you need, even if he pours it out through this avenue and through that avenue, because after he's done with us, I don't mean to cut you off. I have um, Black Beauty asking for you to repeat that scripture um, again. She's going to add it to her affirmation um, wall. It was Psalms. Okay. Um, it's Psalms 27, verse 10. 27 and 10. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure she heard you, but I'm going to put it in the um, chat. Um, yeah. The chat too. I have a question for you. Um, she sounds like you sit here to help uh, us out. Um, oh yeah. I, I heard. <laughs> hey, I I love my God. When I say He is so awesome and amazing, I'm a fanatic. Everything happens for a reason. You know, we being chosen to do the um, guest host on the night that Kim Love is going to call in and share her uh, father, uh, her uh, bastard child piece, and you know. Um, that is a deep hurt for me that I'm um, healing from or whatnot. And um, I heard you say something that was uh, fond of, like, that stuck out to me. What you said was, of course, I got to, you know, um, be grateful for life, um, something that a lot of people don't understand that they take for granted um, and that we don't know suffering at all. A hundred and twenty percent, I had to tell myself that I don't even know. Six, nine months ago, about a year ago, Talking about money trouble. Baby, that's not suffering. <laughs> what are you even talking about? So, yeah, we don't know. We don't even know the definition, the real definition of suffering. But what I heard you say was, mm-hmm. um, my pastor has been saying, your pain is your platform. So when I heard you say, you know, after um, the pain, you need a position. Um, I heard that, and that kind of jumped down. And after you said my pain is my position, I heard you say you're not worried about sleep. You just lay out before the Lord, and mm-hmm. you don't get up. And you, you get up once, you know, you've given it to him. Can you explain that to me and our um, radio world out there? Um, how did you cover that process? Because um, I know I'm called an intercession and all that good stuff. Lord, but I love my sleep. You know, you don't need to worry about sleep no more. Lord, because let me say it like this. I, I've been walking with the Lord for a lot of years. I mean, with I, I, I gave my life to the Lord at 12. And um, and I staggered, you know, your teenage years are kind of always take take you in another direction. I became a teen mother, 
Um, I was in a very abusive, severely abusive relationship with an older man. He was he was nine years my senior. I was sixteen. He was twenty five. Um, but I had a mature mind. Why are you, you know telling I mean? my story? Okay, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And so um, uh, through the abuse. Um, I see why. I mean, before him, let me tell you, with my mom and my dad alone, I was like, ain't nowhere in the world I'm going through this. Like, and ever since I was a little child, whenever they would fight, she would call my name. I'm the oldest daughter. So she would call my name and she would send me to go get the police. And I'm not trying to go the long way around, but um, just giving you a little bit of foundation. And so, baby, um, we got to 10 o'clock, and it's me, you, and black beauty right now. Thank okay. you. <laughs> and so um so then when I came into the Lord in my in my, at 20 I had a child who had uh, a heart condition and um they didn't know what to do. They it was hidden from them. Um and this is where the will of God see the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God, the safest place in all the land, is in the master's hand, and it may be on a battlefront or in the prison wall, but wherever, I said wherever it may be, when God says, go, 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 go. We just got to go. And so, you know, for, for, and I'm sorry, I just felt that in my soul. But, um, you know, the will of God covers everything. You know, um, there's so many promises in his word about his, if you do, he said, if, if you ask anything according to my will, I shall give it, right? And I'm talking about prayer. And um, I read a book once that said we in the English language don't have any stronger word than the word shall. Shall in our word in our 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 our, our language is 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 it's an absolute. It shall. <laughs> but the writer said, but in the Hebrew translation. He said, God, what God is saying that I'm so serious that I'm going to do it for you, that if you cannot find it, then I will make it for you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And so then we get to when Jesus taught the disciples, teach us, Lord, how to pray. He said, pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven, right? Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. And so with my young baby, I didn't know 
I didn't have a tight relationship with God, but that was my that was my door. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if anyone should open the door and let me in, then I will come in and sup with him and he with me. And so the child was sick. She died twice. She died at 10 days old, and then she died seven months and one day later. So she made it to live seven months and 11 days. They say that you cannot die if God gives you a promise or if you have a purpose until your purpose is fulfilled. And so I figured that with her dying twice that the Lord might have gave her her assignment at 10 days old because this child, I promise I'm not, I'm not one to glorify flesh. I'm not one to idolize flesh. I'm not one to worship anybody outside of Christ Jesus. Believe that. If I'm lying, I'm dying. I don't do that. I don't give a dang if it's a pastor. I don't even give a dang if it's a, a famous pastor. You hear what I'm saying? I don't worship I nobody but God. And so with the child, I'm saying that because I'm not, I don't worship her. There's no shrines of her in my house, nothing. I remember her. I love her. There's nothing to separate that. But what happened with that situation was that was the doorway. But the fact that her, her illness, her heart condition was hidden from the doctors. We had doctors at the U of M. Everybody from America was coming to the U of M for help. You understand the Mayo Clinic up here ain't no punk. And so we had top doctors, but they could not see it. And so when it was all over, said and done, and she had passed away, um, that was the open door for me to come, come in. And then what God did is he tucked me up under the mothers in prayer. And 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 I learned. I learned how to get up early in the morning and pray. I listened through the walls of my mother in the spirit, and she would, oh, my God, at faithfully, 5 o'clock in the morning, my mother Laverne, God bless her, so she would get up 5 o'clock in the morning and pray and cry out. And I would listen to her. And then look at how strategic God is. He put me in her home. And she gave up her room and her bed for me and my little kids. And then, Mm. now, she spent so much time with God, her area is anointed. So that anointing started to soak within me. And I learned how to get up and pray. And then when it was prayer meeting time, I was in the house. I was the youngest one of all the crew. All the older women were up in there praying up some stuff, and I was the youngest one in the crew. And then I had another mother in the spirit. She taught me endurance. She said, you know, when you when you coming in and it's an all-night prayer meeting, you don't pour out all your energy in the first 15, 20 minutes. You pace yourself. You breathe. If you feel tired, you get up and you walk. You know, uh, don't just trip off. Don't just count on your English words. Use your spiritual words. And even if you got no words at all, God understands moaning and groaning in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? And so... I learned. I learned how to pray, and 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 I was anointed to be a prayer warrior. You understand? And so now, where I'm at in this hour of my life is, and I recognize. I heard an elder say this, and this is when I came out of agreement with tripping with time. Uh, it was a it was a black man, and he was a writer, and he was saying how he don't worry about sleep. He said when he write, he write. If he feel like resting, he rests. So when I was in college, um, and I just, you know, just finished up a couple degrees within the last few years, 
Um, and so when I was in college and the papers are due and this and that, I learned how to pace myself. I learned that when I had a beaming headache, it didn't matter that I had a deadline. If I just take the time to get some rest, breathe deep when I'm resting, and and whether I slept or just rested, it didn't matter because you it's ways to refresh the body and not let the body just rule you. So then I did that, and I and I learned how to do that and keep up with the paper. And I never missed a deadline, never missed a deadline, because if I if I couldn't think no more, I'd just put the book down, I'd go rest. When I get up, I'd be ready to go another round. And so with the prayer life, that's that's part of it too, you know. If God wakes me up, I mean, just last month, it seemed like every time I turned around, the Lord was waking me up at three something in the morning. And I work with, I work in in my natural life, I work with uh, behavioral disorder and, and children in that area. And so there's a lot of demonic warfare going on up in there. Yeah. And I'll be like, God, help, God, give us an answer, give us a solution, help. And I would just pray for the fa- the children and, and, and people in my family. I mean, I, you just pray. You just learn to, to talk to God. You know, what I found out and what I love about prayer is that he answers. See, we're not dealing with the Philistine gods where there was a challenge and a battle between the gods and, 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 and there's 450 prophets from the idol god, but there's only one man of God on our side, and, 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 and he's, he's mocking them by telling them, I'm talking about Elijah, he's mocking the Philistine prophets, and he's saying, you better cry louder because maybe your God is asleep. Maybe he can't hear you. And they were they were crying out so much that they began to cut themselves and scratch themselves and maim themselves trying to get this idol's attention. Well, an idol to me, I don't I, I'm very stern about this and I don't push, I don't I don't pry, I don't care. I know in my heart and my life that there is only one true and living God. I think everything else is a dumb idol. Something that somebody made up. I don't I'm not trying to offend and if people get offended, that's their business. But the true and living God who sent his son, who got on a real cross and really did die and really did rise from the grave, oh, he's real. Oh, he's very I'm real. That. He's very so real. Basically, Honey, mm-hmm. So was discipline. I know the first, uh, it sounded like you had some people uh, discipling you. Um, I heard you, you know, just a couple of spiritual mothers um, who taught you, um, who um, one, you, like you said, you heard her um, and also her um, anointing and her spirit, her DNA um, passed down to you. And then um, your other spiritual mother who taught you um, endurance. Um, and I think I'm at that ever grief part, that discipline part where um, I'm going to have to make a choice that it's what I want to do and then to do it like I do with everything um else in my life because I know um, when you say 3 a.m., that's actually my time with the Lord. You know, I've made every excuse up known to man that why 3 o'clock I'm not even a morning person. And, you know, we've uh, done a number of different things for the say, yeah, that's why. Because, like, you know, before you step in your day, you need me. Um, you know, that's my um, that's my mm-hmm. post. And um, so <laughs> it's, it's just the discipline of going to sleep when I need to go to sleep uh, to get up. 
uh, at 3 o'clock, and then, like you said, walking the hall instead of sitting on the couch and waking up sleep after an hour. Uh, you know, I did a couple of hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Um, and, you know, the next 45 minutes I would sleep uh, because I didn't walk the hall. Um, so, I, uh, you know, like uh, I think uh, with everybody, it's not that we don't have the answers. I have the answers. It's just a matter of actually um, and putting mm-hmm. them in exactly. And so, like I said, I've been talking about it's, it's discipline. It's, okay. it's it, it's 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 that discipline because once I get that discipline, then I can teach myself endurance. But I can't get to endurance because I won't make the decision to say, you know what, I'm not going to stay up to 12 a.m. Uh, or or three, and, and you know I'm not going to then expect to actually pray at uh, three o'clock because I know I've been saying much power. Uh, little basically, he said um, much power, much prayer, much power. And you know, so the uh, reciprocal is true. Little, little power, little uh, prayer. And uh, I think just as a society, we don't pray enough. I know me, I don't pray enough. You know, I got those short uh, prayers. I send up. You know, I wake up, give them a thank you. You know, somebody tell me they're in trouble. I send up a uh, a prayer. But what happened to you know, uh, uh, bum rushing the throne? You know, not moving. Um, and as he desires us to, so I, uh, so like I said, I'm just listening to you drop these gems. So I hope. So basically, look, you called in, and and this is an interview. <laughs> so I'm basically just absorbing um, as much as I can, allowing you to pour in um, into me um, for just the different things that I'm hearing that you got, and I would like uh, to have. Because like I said, you said you don't move until you know. Um, Unless, you know, I've been in a place of positive, um, you know, negative is it helping me um, go up or forward? If not, then let it go. And, you know, that just comes back with um, things that try to attach to you. Um, I did. Um, I've been, man, I've been struggling to get a fast um, started and completed. and I, I I believe I got something coming up that I'm going to baby step it. Um, instead of a complete fast, I'm going to do, um, you know, X amount of, you know, not before three or after three and work my way up to um, a complete fast because I know, uh, you know, fast, most importantly, um, for my purpose at this point in time where I am, is break it, breaks that flesh, um, you know, uh, subdues that flesh so I can actually uh, cross over and, you know, then it catches God's attention and all that good stuff. I just have to break this flesh that, you know, you're not, um, I say you don't stay up late <laughs> and, then it, and then can't get up at 3 o'clock and pray. Uh, well, right. When you fast, um, do no TV. Like, you can fast from several things. Mm-hmm. Do no fast. I don't talk a lot to people. I'm not on the phone. Um, if it is a phone call that has to do with prayer, and it's got to be quick because you're not going to take my time. Um, put your music on. You, even if it's one good song, and, ooh, I got some good songs. <laughs> ooh, girl, you make me feel joyful. But, um, put, you know, get a good song on that's going to create the atmosphere. It's, okay, let me tell you about this is how I really, really see this whole prayer life thing with the Lord. I really, really invest in him as if he was Mr. Wright himself. You okay. understand what I'm saying? 
I surely do. I surely do. You talk about being in love. Um, I mean, I do. I invest in him. So I will. There's times even when I have put candles on, I have made it a romantic time. And it's it's a worship song, and I'm just getting lost in it. I remember one time, girl, God was healing me from the um, a spirit of abandonment because when we talk about oh. our parents, we talk about our parents, the abandonment doesn't come from them first. The very first abandonment that ever occurred in the Bible was when God told Adam and Eve, don't touch this tree because in the day that you do, you'll surely die. He was visiting them on the regular, fellowshipping with them. And then when sin entered, he had to keep his word and he separated himself from them. And so then now, but through Christ, we are we are reconciled back to God. And so uh, we're, we're no longer abandoned, but those, those emo- that sinful nature, see, we haven't been translated yet. We haven't been transformed. We haven't been, uh, the Bible said we don't know what he looked like, but we do know this, that when we see him, hallelujah, we shall be like him. Okay, because we got a promise. This whole eternity thing, that's a promise. That's our inheritance. Nothing down here in the earth matters. Not your flesh, not your situation, not your wants, not your desires. Not saying we don't struggle, because we do. And like you said, putting them, putting them underfoot. And so create the atmosphere. Get in your word. Start, start eating your word because so, cause, cause when I pray, his word will come out because now I'm giving him back what he said. What he said. You know, and let me tell you the most powerful, you want to see transformation in your life? Honey, I dare you. I triple dog dare you to just start saying, yes, God. I went through a season. He told me, girl, he tricked me. He, I had this little man I thought I was going to get. <laughs> I thought he was going to pick him up for me. <laughs> he said, this is what the Lord did. He tricked me good. He said, he said, if you tell the Lord yes, God said every time you tell him yes, he's going to grant you the desires of your heart. Well, this man was part of that desire. <laughs> so girlfriend went to work. She said, yes, God. Yes, God. Girl, I was washing this. I'm like, yes, Lord. Ooh, yes, God. Yes, yes, yes. I was washing the washing machine. Was talking about yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Everything I was doing out the blue, I would cry. Yes, God. I would sing. Yes, God. I went through this for a whole year, and the beautiful part is I translated into a whole nother level. What I found out about that, yes, that holy yes. God wasn't even asking me for anything. He didn't say, would you go? Would you preach? Would you teach? Would you this? Would you? He just said, just tell me yes. And so what I found out about the power of a yes, Lord, is that it will literally crush that sinful, Adamic, disobedient nature. It's almost like he was training me to want what he wanted, even though I didn't know what it was. I just, my, but he tricked me because then, then check this out. When I got through with whatever stage I was in, I don't know when it happened, but I changed. No longer did I want that man. I wanted the God. I wanted more of God. And I kept saying yes. I kept saying yes. I kept saying, And then I got to the point where 
I started tapping into the will of God. And when you tap into the will of God, you will not see any unanswered prayer. And then All the right. further you go with God, you get to the point where, honey, heaven will begin to back you up. You ain't got to beg. I'll tell somebody in a minute, we're not going to pray about a situation and then go back to the carnal realm and the doubt. Either we're going to pray about it and believe God, or or I don't know what to tell you. Because it ain't, it, I, 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 personally, I can't do it. I can only, I, and I, baby, I have seen so many prayers answered. So many prayers answered. I'm talking about folks healed for real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't see a lot of deliverances, which is what I've been really, really praying on is some deliverances. Uh, demonics demons being casted out we don't really they don't really teach that in in the church house and and i haven't been taught properly that and but it's always mm. been a concern you know what i'm yeah, saying i come from a deliverance church while currently my last couple yeah i'm in a deliverance church so not like you know i you know i think people talk about them things like they don't believe them things you know like no, man. I, I know it's real. Very real. I know it's true. Uh, I've only been saved for a little short, little five years. Lord Jesus. <laughs> uh, I just, I know I always tell people, look, all I wanted to do was not go to hell. <laughs> and boy, did I, did I find I out something else over here? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. the you know, the honeymoon stage, my gifts came to me and, you know, um, and, you know, the falling and, like you said, the getting up and the falling and the getting up and the falling and getting up. I heard you say something that I hadn't heard anybody else say but me uh, because I stand on it. You know, I, I would be in some some situations or, you know, somebody say something just crazy over my life. Like, you know, something, something like, no, 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 first of all, uh, I got things to do, and I ain't did them, and I'm not going nowhere until I do them. I know what the Lord said. I was like, so, no. This plane is definitely not going down with me on it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but I got a destiny, and it ain't came to pass, and it, that's not happening. Um, it shall, like you said, it, it shall. Uh, and, and so, no, 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 this car not going to flip over, and I'm going to die. That's just not going to happen, you know, because anybody tell you anything. You know, no, it's definitely not going to happen, uh, and I know why it's not going to happen, because I have – I'm going to burst children of God have the fellowship because God said so. And I ain't burst that yet. So, therefore, I'm going to be here, like you said, you know, until okay. that purpose or assignment um, is um, fulfilled. So I know something else I'm about to start doing, like I said, with me just breaking this um, flesh because with the healing, um, you know, every time God would poke there, I would get off the um, – the operating table and go back, you know, it's always easy to go back than it is to go forward, you know, because once you're stagnant for so long, you're going to turn around and go back. And so I've been going in the circle and going in the circle and going in the circle and going in the circle. And, you know, with the backslide is exactly the Bible seven times, you come back, you bring a seven more with them, so you always find your way out um, Mm -hmm. worse than you was before. And I remember last year around fall, you know, God told me, you know, this time when I go out, I'm not going back, you know. And I was just saying, Lord, when am I coming out? And I know I sneak at the devil like, you know what, don't worry. I know why you're holding on to my feet so tight because you understand this time, this time mm-hmm. it's over with. And, you know, I was respecting honor. This time it's over with. And mm-hmm. so I've just been having the hardest time 
just coming completely back up. You know, I've gotten to the place where it's like, you know, totally surrendered, and I've just been having the hardest time. And I just always think back to what he said. This time, there ain't no going back. And then, you know, I have my first lady. She speak over me. She confirmed it. And I told her after she told me, I was like, that's the same thing God told me like two days ago, you know, that wants to come out. I'm not going back. And she was like, you know, this, that, and the other. But so I've been, like I said, fighting with myself to find the discipline to read my Bible, that discipline um, to pray because, you know, don't mm-hmm. be fooled by, you know, having gifts because, like Pastor Charlie said, they, they free. You know, it's just like they free. You know, fruits of the spirit you got to labor for, but the gifts are free. So, you know, God speaks to me because that's a part of his gift. You know, he speaks to all of us, and there's different ways that he speaks to me and that he works through me has nothing to do with, you know, what I got going on and me working my way to that discipline. And I say that just to say I've been waking up, and like you said, you felt that in your spirit. God drops songs on me and, you know, will say play it ten times every day. Um, so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I love music. And mm-hmm. so I've been, every morning when I wake up, you know, turn on a tune, and if I can't pray, just hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, every time I think of it for the next hour. And so I'm going to convert that over to yes, Lord, yes, Lord, because I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm identifying with the, the disobedience, uh, you know, that comes with, uh, you know, that abandonment spirit that, yeah. You know, been the enemy that been slapping me inside the back of my head, and I didn't even know he was there. You know, rejection did me like that for a very long time until, hey, you know, God uh, revealed that to me, and then the weapon that um, went with, and of course, the rebellion um, is found um, in there. So I like that, just conforming my will um, to His will. Yeah. I had a lady tell me. You know, you tap into your favor when you tap into your obedience. So when I heard you saying, you know, when you tap into, you know, when you tap into his will, your prayers are answered. Because what people start to realize, you know, when we say the desires of our heart um, according to his will. You know, he's not going to give you something that's not in his will. Now, I did uh, come to the conclusion of. Wait a minute. Like, I got to tell you the truth. Yes, he will. Because he oh, has. Right. It's called um, his submissive. Is it called submissive will, Ray? His permissive, permissive. will. Yes, I can't conclude. I can't now to that about last year. Yes, it was like, he oh, will God will give it father. to you. He's a loving father, and if we beg him enough for something, he'll let us learn the hard way. He won't the abandon. He won't abandon us because we're not under we're not under the the trees anymore. The garden that's where abandonment first came forth. That's where rejection first came forth. But because of Jesus Christ, now we are bought with a price. And when we got an issue, even when we struggle with our flesh, Jesus understands in a way that the Father may not. But I know he's God and he knows all things, sees all things. He made us. I know he understands. I'm not trying to minimize that, but I'm saying because Christ walked in this same flesh. So because he walked in the same flesh, we have, it says he understands our moanings and our groanings of the flesh. He understands. Because remember, when he was in the garden, baby, that's when we see him at his most vulnerable stage. The same Lord that healed everybody that came to him 
not in every place. Because there were some places where this where uh, 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 disbelief was too strong, and he only healed one or two. But multitudes, miracle after miracle after miracle, this same man was in the garden so stressed out about this cross. He said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. But it wasn't for him to come and live like Moses and and be an old man and then die. No, he had to pay the price for sinful man to the point where he was put in the hands of sinful man. One thing I learned about the uh, what I like about the passion of Christ is how um, I like Mel Gibson's version uh, because it, it was more realistic. You know, he suffered. He suffered. He suffered, and so when we struggle in our flesh, he 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 understands, but he paid for that. He paid for every sin, you know. He paid for every deed, and 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 there's some things that we don't have it in us to fix. But that's where our submission with the yes. That's why we have to be changed. And that's why there's different tools, different keys, different little nuggets that that I've found in my life that I'm happy to be able to help, I mean, share even today. But, you know, so, I mean, don't beat yourself up. Just get up, dust yourself off, and keep going and, and change up the little things. Just Just play your music more until you get to the point of having that craving, having that desire. Because I'm telling you, you know, uh, when I was trying to share about the, um, I was in such a spiritual porthole that I promise you, girl, when he was delivering me from abandonment, um, he took me back to the womb. I was on a four-day fast. I promise you, girl, I, he had me, sp- I spread a sheet in my living room, a white sheet in my living room, and I stayed there for days. And it was like I could not tell the difference between night and day. That's how deep I was in it. And, and that was a very, very hard, painful place. I was just coming out of the, the that was my, I, I was finally, finally free out of the abusive relationship, which lasted 12 years. And then God is killing me in this area and started dealing with me and healing me. And so, I mean, it was, it was, it was an amazing experience. I mean, there's, God start, starts, you know, really, really taking you into some places, you know, when we tap in. And uh, and he, he don't, I mean, he does it for us, but it's so we can be stronger. It's just like the oil and the wine, even the wine. Wine is really good when it's first made, but, baby, it's real, real good when it ferments. <laughs> I appreciate. When I say I appreciate, are we friends on Facebook? I have to go find you. What is your name on Facebook? Kimberly Marie White. Kimberly Marie White. I have so enjoyed you. I have so enjoyed you. And I pray that, no, I, I understand. Like, I know I have for a reason. I know Poet Radio and um, and uh, Kylie Brown will definitely understand that we just got lost in the Lord. We shared like a couple pieces. Hey, because you have blessed me. When I say uh, you've blessed me more than I probably even know. Uh, but you know, like I said, that's how the God works. That's how God works. You know, and connected us for a reason. Like I said, on this day, I was hosting when you finally got to call in, uh, and you know, and we definitely took the show in the way that. Um, 
it needed to go. I appreciate um, your words of encouragement. I keep playing my music and turn my Bible on in the car. Uh, but before we get out of here, we have about 12 minutes. Um, we can hit it with a quick speed round, and then we get out of here. <laughs> and, you know, we bring it back to spoken word radio. Is it spoken word radio? Yeah. Poetry, people are extraordinary talent. I will, um, you know, I don't think I see anybody on the lines, but uh, I'll make Black Ice and Kylie uh, proud. Um, Poets is always open um, and accepting members uh, for anyone out there, radio land, or um, listening. Um, this is Kylie's world. I'm on three time award winning. Poet Radio with your host, uh, Wisdom Speaks. And um, we have our um, beautiful, beautiful, anointed sister, Kimber Love, here with us, dropping jewels and nuggets, delivering and healing me over here. Um, more accent, more than you um, know, because I promise you I'm going to turn my hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. To yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> um, and watch myself conform. Hey. Uh, <laughs> You need the praises because the praises for who he is, I mean, for what he does, but the worship for is for who he is. And the yes, Lord, is a simple surrender. You know, we have so many tools. So don't put them down because I'm 34, said I'll bless the Lord at all times. When the enemy starts acting up, I'm praising him. I'm going to praise God in his face just so he can know. Nigga, I choose God all over again. And, yes, I said it just like that. <laughs> No, that's, I mean, no, no. I mean, like I said, I, hey, 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 I tell people all the time that, you know, when they hear me speak, you know, God is like, look, bro, God, I'm going to hide his head. He don't disappear. Like somebody said, somebody said, okay, so when we go to Memphis, is Jesus not going to be there? You know, they said something like, you know, you know, I was like, okay, is Jesus not going to be there when I get there? Because I thought that he was omnipotent. Did I miss something omnipresent? I don't know now. Did I, did I miss something? But, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I can, you know, when I talk about it, I always say, you know, it's like the bloods and the crypts. You know, <laughs> you know, just a different ideology, analogies I use, and you know, when I talk, refer to Jesus, you know, it's like a down to earth type of thing because people make him so distant over there, and and it's like, no, nah, it's real personal, and you, you, and he, he, and he know you better than anybody, and so, and uh, definitely didn't love me, but I'll let you share a piece because I'm over here and I can't think of one piece. <laughs> To um to share, so I'll let you take us out. I think I'm listening to the radio. Be blessed. Listen, the recording. I'm telling y'all, this recording is anointing. Y'all don't even know how y'all about to be set free when y'all listen to this. I know. Right. Right. Everybody, brown and black eyes. The whole poor family. Like everybody. Well, I'm gonna do the piece to do. Um, called the will of God. All right. The safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. The safest place in all the land is in the mass 
master's hand It may be On a battlefront Or in The prison walls But wherever I said wherever it may be, if God says, go, 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 you just go. The world and its desires pass away, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. First John 2.17. Once afraid to walk fully in this place, slowly but surely my heart found her change. By God's word alone, my mind is transformed. You see, now I can understand the price that is required. For in the will of God, I I find my life inspired. My heart is ignited. My soul is delighted. My spirit is ignited, and hope floods my being of things to transpire. Am I free? Yes, I'm free indeed. Free to live, free to love, free to share, free to give. Nowhere else I'd rather be than in the will of God for me. See, it's his will that covers me because his heart is for me. Through his word, he guides me, and with his love, he surrounds me. I'm so glad to know where I belong when deeply locked in, nothing can go wrong, and every word here makes yes my song. Not to say I won't have to fight this flesh. Not to say I won't have to leave some mess. But because I trust God's will for me, I dare not to regress. So if by chance you were afraid to come into the zone, Take me by the hand, my friend, and I will lead you home. You can find your place inside when locked inside God's will. In peace. Yeah. All right, all right, finger snaps over here. I have so enjoyed you. I also went and stalked your page and found you. <laughs> and uh, sent you a friend request. Um, I'm looking forward to following you on Facebook. I just know you'd be dropping all kind of jewels and nuggets. Um, yeah. Nice to meet you. This is awesome and amazing. I'm going to talk about you for days. <laughs> Same here. Uh, I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a servant and you know, it's important to be in position for for to feel like it was important for me to 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 
be able to do that. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. God gets the glory. He gets all the glory, you know, because he cares about you. He cares about where you're at, and he knows where he wants you to come into. So that's, I believe that's what this is about, and, and everybody that's going to listen in. So yeah, because it's being recorded. Yeah, like, so they're going to listen to it, and they're definitely going to be blessed. And I'm so glad that exactly what should have happened did happen. Like I said, we appreciate you. I appreciate you, Miss Kimberlove. Like, I look forward to following you on Facebook. Thank you. You have a good night. I'm not going anywhere. i got a couple more minutes. Uh, probably sit here and twiddle my thumbs. <laughs> but thank you. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so very much for sharing your time. It looks like I have someone from Illinois. I'm going to let you go, okay, and I'm going to get another caller here in these last couple of minutes. But I thank okay. you, and nice meeting you. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Oh, my computer's Hey, did you guys enjoy her? I so enjoyed her. My soul is so, so, so blessed. Right now, um, I tell you, I feel so full. It's nice to walk away from a conversation or conversing with one and actually be full and just actually know that, um, you know, we're two or three, I got that the Lord is definitely in the midst. So um, I enjoy going to church with you, Kimberly Love, because uh, you guys know we are the church. Um, so I'm not an actual building. Um, you know, do not neglect assembly. I'm definitely a um faithful member of, active member of my church. I'm definitely not saying that. I'm just saying that. We definitely had church today on Poet Radio. Um, I thank Miss Kylie Brown again for sharing this um, honor with me, and I apologize again for the technical difficulties in the beginning. I'm not going to call myself sits again, but hey, it kind of is what it is. Um, everybody can be technologically inclined, um, and mistakes do happen, so I definitely apologize. And, hey, maybe I did a great job. I'll be back again and talk with you guys. I'll call in more and speak to Miss Kylie Brown when I am free. Um, but, again, you are tuning into Kylie's World on three-time award-winning Poet Ready Yo. Um, again, Poet is always accepting uh, membership. Um, reach out to anyone on the poor family, and they can definitely assist you in getting linked up with them. Um, but, man, it is Friday. You guys be safe out there. Um, I know everybody's complaining, like, we don't know what the season is. It's okay. You see in the season, so stop complaining. Whether it's hailing, ice, sleet, snow, you're going to be okay. Drive safe. Make good decisions. You're definitely going to be all right, um, so I'm definitely going to go and slide through on my solo family over at Poets Platform at the Hookah Lounge. Um, I believe it's like 7203 East Exchange, but it's Zion's Hookah Lounge. If you're looking for a nice uh, open mic to go to tonight, Goddess Warrior um, and guest speaker are the features. So that's where I'm on my way to. Again, this is your host, Wisdom Speaks, and I've had a grand time with you guys tonight. It was only a few, but guess what? It doesn't take a lot to have a good time. So I've had a God time tonight with you guys. And thank you, thank you for everybody who tuned in. And uh, find me on Facebook or all social networking. I am Wisdom Speaks. 
I love you guys. Be blessed. And God is awesome, 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 and amazing. Bye.